0: You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wee-pa, what up, up, and this is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. That's right, the number one podcast for crowdfunding, and guess what we're going to be talking about today? Another dope Kickstarter. That's right. We have, this guy does it all, at least with the first book, and then I guess he said, no, no, hold on, let let me pace myself, and I can't wait to find out. I mean, he's a writer, he's an artist, he's a creator. His book is called ARCs, Proximate Number 1. I mean, right now, it's already funded, but we got to make it rain even more because this is a fire book we're going to learn all about. Let me introduce the one, the only, the future legend himself, Mr. Rory Collins. Where yeah. how are you doing? Yeah, good. <laughs> thanks. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for coming on, brother. I know I kept you waiting in the green room today for about 30 seconds. I, I had to finish that last page of issue one. You know, beautiful, beautiful book. Wow. You know what I mean? I can't wait to finish it after the show. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to try to rush us. Mm. Don't too worry. But I, I get an answer to read it because I, I was digging it already. It's that first episode kind of was lining up with things going on in my life, and I was making a comparison of mine. I was oh shit, <laughs> so good on you. Already did a good job and got a fan. All right, yeah,
1: great.
0: So, Rob, right, we talk about it. Let let the folks know where you're originally from, and our favorite question: What is the first thing in fandom that you ever
1: fell in love with? Great question. I think my favorite, my jam is. The original Aliens. I think that's the thing that kind of got the Astromo t-shirt on. I think that's the thing that really made me fall in love with science fiction. You know, just uh, even now, I think it's the, I think Alien and Aliens are like perfect movies. I don't think there's ever been, anything's come close to them. So yeah, that's what kind of started my interest in science fiction. And
0: uh, where are you
1: from? Where did you learn that? Where, where, did, you, where did you get that access? Where, where did you grow up? So I grew up in London. Brilliant. Right. My, my father actually was a film carpenter, so he he worked on Aliens because they actually filmed Aliens in Acton Town, which is in West London, which a lot of people don't realise. They shot it in an old factory uh, oh, that's cool. been knocked down. So, uh, so yeah, I grew up around that. He worked on Star Wars and worked on all these other things. So I was always, always around films, and that's sort of how I started out. I started out as a storyboard artist in film. And, yeah, during COVID, when everything was shut down... A friend of mine just suggested, why don't I adapt something I'd written as a script into a novel? And I was like, that sounds like a lot of work. And then I thought, well, I could do it as a graphic novel because I was an artist. Okay. But, you know, it's intimidating. Like, you know, I knew it would be like a 200, 300 page book. So I was quite intimidated, but I did. So I broke it down into six parts and I made the first one, COVID comic. Ironically, I made it during COVID, and the actual story is, in a, se- is, is in a sense, you yeah, know, about us turning the human species into a virus and sending us to other planets. So it was kind of all very... Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Right. So, so, yeah, did that, and it was it was great. It was a great experience, but I knew it would take me 10 years if I was doing all the art. So I got a much more talented artist called Andrew Morris, who's just a phenomenal artist, to do the art for the next three books. So I can sort of write and produce and, you know, do all that other stuff, which takes a lot of time that people forget you know just that stuff takes time as well
0: exactly when you're doing these podcasts you know as we were talking about in the in the uh, green room i said wow i've seen you a lot of the places you really are pushing in marketing this is why i'm seeing that the thing was already successful you know kudos on you thank you Uh, before we get into all that what was did you have a learning curve did you know how to even put a book together when that idea no idea
1: no idea i'm still i still consider myself a bit of a a noob, I don't really know what I'm doing. I mean I've got like I'm a storyboard artist, so I understand about you know composition and 180 okay. an degree rule and eye lines and stuff. I understand all that, but I I wasn't never made a comic, so that was a new experience. I I still don't I'm not very good at it, I'll be I'll be quite honest. I'm, I'm quite you know, good at other stuff, but if I will look at some pro comics, I'm like, Jesus, I just don't know what I'm doing. But no, oh, no, yeah, not different for yourself. it's
0: yeah, <laughs> a different flavor because I was, yeah, you, you know, you did issue one. So, you know, that's the one I had the, the the pleasure of reading right before the pod. And mm-hmm. I I think you did well. You know, my eye was moving to the right places, you know, the, the letterings were the right in the right spots, didn't mess up the art, the art stood mm-hmm. out, the art was expressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, brother, and the, that coloring was fire. I mean, everything Thank about you. the book, you know, a wonderful job for your great ones. So, you know, don't doubt yourself over here, buddy. <laughs> right? Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. All right, and so. Okay, so you did the first one in on the learning curve. What would you say was the most difficult part in in the learning curve, in, in putting a book together,
1: at least? Um, God, I mean, I think the biggest one for me is that because it started off as a script, a film script, and there are there are like certain rules about writing a film script about like you know not being too on the nose and having dialogue be quite kind of. Around the edge, like subtext and stuff like that. But when you make a comic book, you kind of have to be on the nose because there's less information on the page. Like, so, like I kind of a, a smart line of script might not very might not translate very well as a comic. So mm-hmm. I had to sort of rewrite the script so that it works. You know, because if I literally you know, verbatim made it made my script into a comic book, I don't think it would land very well. So I had to kind of you have to kind of put the and that was quite that was quite tricky at first. Yeah. And it still is tricky. To be fair, like did you, I try to find
0: an editor? Did, did you look for an
1: editor at that time, or, or or you just went YouTube and said, "Let me see how I do this." <laughs> oh no, I've got like I've got. I don't actually have a lot of peers in the comic book world. I, I I've met a few people who are like you know I've talked to you now, but like when I started out, I didn't really know. I know lots of people in the film industry, okay. but they couldn't, they couldn't really help me because. So
0: you're telling them. me you had no geeks in the film industry that spoke about comics? That was like an oh, unspoken no, they, thing.
1: They on they they love comics, but like it's the it's the art form, isn't it? It's like because okay. you know with a film you've got you know twenty five frames a second. There's tons of information, yes. And the 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 dialogue is also kind of like it's just it's, sort of like it's the frame. It's a motion picture, you know. The yeah. motion says you know and and shows
0: yeah. things that a comic book, unfortunately, like you say you have to be very specific about. Yeah, it.
1: very specific. Like in a comic book, you see a frame and you see another frame, and then you sort of interpolate that something's happened between that frame and that frame. And then and Somebody moved somewhere, hold on. Exactly, and you, <laughs> when you read a good comic, you're filling in those blanks like you would a book. You're like, oh, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of, so that's, that's. I think that's something that comic book artists don't get enough credit for. That's just such a skill to be able to have an image of someone doing one pose, and then another, and then you sort of, yeah, I think that's quite. Absolutely. All right, artful. so
0: you did the first edition, Dolo, you know, here you are learning, What was it about that first issue before going on to the second that you said, oh, snap, I think I need to lay off the art for a bit. (laughs)
1: What happened? (laughs) It's just a, it's a a solitary job, you know, making thats It's a really, and like, you know, one of the things about artists is you don't draw great every day. Don't make great art every day. Some days you spend your whole day and try really hard and you make crap. And and then you have to start again. I mean, in the book, I mean, there's, probably and it's easily probably 50 or 60 pages i just binned because they just weren't good enough and then you have to you have to deal psychologically every day with like am i good enough to do this you know because you have a couple of days like that in a row you can get quite low and i know there are like great artists out there that just like land everything and they're just perfect but i think a lot of artists that's quite psychologically it's quite hardcore and i think when you finish like the first the first issue is 56 pages And I think it took me like nine, well, not nine months. It was nine months with other stuff going on. But it was, when it finished, it was like, I don't know, it was like finishing an Iron Man. I was, I was dead. (laughs) And then you were in the mirror like, like, geez, did I (laughs) grow muscle doing this? (laughs) Yeah, the the idea of doing another one, I was like, you know what?
0: Your fingers, did you ever try to flex your finger? Maybe you have an honest, wasn't a bump
1: on your finger working so hard? (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, it's just hardcore, no, me... and you know, comic book artists. Hats off to you! Like doing one, doing a couple of books a year—that's just a huge, huge undertaking. So, so
0: yeah, and then you got was, the pros uh... that got to do this every month, and sometimes not even just one book, but several. Don't you worry, Robert. Yeah. I mean, you listen—you're only you're only gearing up. Don't you worry. I, I know you're gonna <laughs> get the flow and, and, and kick ass. You are already building teams and folks. You know, we've been talking about the project, you know, for the past almost ten minutes. I—we gotta show you. We gotta show you. I mean, how, how how what a beautiful project this is! So, folks, you know, as always, let me show you what's popping. We have 22 days to go. We currently have 218 backers, and guess what? They he needed 4951. We are 7997. Oh, Woo! Yeah. That's, that's, that's
1: beautiful. Was, it's interesting to see I'm close to eight thousand dollars. It's always it's always fun with the, you know. Dollars to pounds thing because you're like
0: Yeah. yeah. Because Alice, we over eight thousand pounds, goddamn, but whatever. All right. And check it out. It got that beautiful stamp, a project we love on Kickstarter. Hmm. Nice. But how do you feel about that, even? You put this baby up and boom, all this happens.
1: (laughs) Immediately. Like, whoa. Yeah, no, we well, we had some great advice this time. We had a great press lady called Melissa who sort of helped us sort of get a press release out, and do all that stuff. In the past, we've sort of been a bit... Yeah, big you know, shout-out to
0: Don't Hide PR. Big shout-out to your creator. Yeah, to yeah, PR. PR. Dot
1: com. For real. Yeah. yeah, so she's she's helped us sort of get, get noticed and everything else because that's kind of half the half the trick, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. it's great. I and mean, we've we've had a project we love before, which I think we got, like, in the second one, I think. And we've been we'll be trying, trying to get it ever since, and we haven't been able to get it. So <laughs> it's nice to... Nice to get because it. it's kind of important because, like, especially for like the middle of a campaign, like that's like you get kind of you know, understandably buried because there's more projects coming along and they've got you know, service everyone. Yep. So,
0: but of um... course, the importance of
1: marketing, getting yourself out there,
0: sending reminders, you know, emails to press press places that do not charge you. How dare mm. those places that do that? Mm. And um, you know, and help out uh, independent mm. comic creators as they should. You know what mm. I mean? And before we even show more art and everything else and, and, and talk more, let's show off this amazing video from the project itself, folks. Check it out. And there you go, folks. It's a little piece, right? The, the, doesn't that art look beautiful just in that? And we're gonna see a whole lot more of it right about now. Again, look at that. What is it? Go ahead, brother. Explain for those that can't see those
1: words. <laughs> yeah, so it's um it's based on a scientific theory called directed panspermia. And this idea has been around since the fifth century, since Anasagurus, or I pronounces his name wrong. Um <laughs> and it ga- it became popularized in the nineteen seventies by Sir Francis Crick and Leslie Orgale, who very prominent scientists and it's basically this idea that because the distances between planets are so incredibly vast our only way of reaching exoplanets outside of our own solar system will be to compress a human being down into an extremophile life form like a bacteria you put them in a you know a little canister the size of a pencil and then you fire them at planets that you know have moons and liquid water they land And then for 10,000 years, they just make algae and oxygenate the planet and get the mix and the nitrogen and all that other stuff. And then when it starts to become like an analogue with Earth, which is the dialogue they use in the story, it starts to boot animals. And then finally, it boots this kind of Adam and Eve character who in our story are called Joseph and Lilith, who are booted to sort of sign off on the planet being habitable. So that's kind of the premise and then the the kind of the twist is is that they quite quickly realize that the process has worked so well that the planet is massively is producing way too much oxygen and they're literally drowning in the oxygen. So okay. they know they know very quickly the planet's going to be like Venus and it's going to be a fireball. So they're in this situation where they're like they have to make this terrible decision because they're like they're alive but they know they won't be so they have to sort of dis- decide what to do and then just when they think it can get any more complicated they find a house, and then that's sort of the premise for that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I am digging this. All right, are you telling me so basically they figure out the way to get us is to devolve us to our very basic
1: form. Hmm. Wow! Yeah, the- it's not there's there's so there's a lot of there's a new there's a new kind of science coming along called synthetic biology, which is when we're actually physically making living machines. We use we don't use robots, or we use cybernetics we use life so you know you know white blood cells red blood cells they have a job to do in the same way that you know an animal is this creature that is designed to replicate itself and then spread around and survive so the the they've already done lots of things analogous to the things that are in this story in synthetic biology and where they just the only you know the, the artistic leap for me and is that they managed to find a way to compress like the whole kind of, you know, the arc, you know, all of life down into, into a bacteria. It would be a very fat bacteria, but it would be a bacteria. And then (laughs) this bacteria can survive in space. It can survive the radiation and you put it in space, you put it to sleep. You basically freeze it because bacteria can be frozen and then, Reanimated, unlike human beings, because yeah, we're as beings. We
0: know about those worms that they found in Arctica, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they found like they found they found archaea, archaea which is like the precursor to bacteria. They found stuff in boreholes in, in the Arctic that have been there for like 15,000 years, and they could just they put them in a lab, heat them up, and they just start doing mm-hmm. their business. Again. So, crazy. So, their essence are immortal, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, they're just. They, you know, they can—they're incredible, and there's lots of extremophile life that can just survive the most incredible, most incredibly hostile situations. So you basically you're sort of like piggybacking our species on a species that can survive the journey, and then you get there, and then you make the species again. So um, you, I know we're not really part... at the
0: top of the food chain, are we? We're not really <laughs> in the big boys, are we? Or no. big gals. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, it's kind of one of the interesting oh. things about the story is that we have this idea as a species that we're just going to one day get on spaceships and travel to other things. We, it's a very maritime view. I think it's human beings. We think about ships. And uh, and when I started researching this, I was like, God, it's like, that's not going to happen. But if we did do it, it would be probably something like this. And then I, like any geek, I sort of hoped that someone would make something about it, and they didn't. So I kind of decided I'll it. it. So, of course. Yeah
0: whether well, no one's making it you gotta make it and look at that art right, i mean what in the heck is going on with this lady's grill holy <laughs> smokes but
1: well, what is that so um arcs proximan is our a kind of a spin-off of the main story it's all part of the same story and in this story which is being line and color being done by eric owen who's a american artist who does a lot of stuff for dc brilliant artist it's a story about this little kid called Odds who's the first exonatal human, which means he was conceived on another planet. Okay. And him and his, his mum and dad basically find a signal on the network from Earth and it's instructions to boot up a female arc. And because he's a young man and you know he's kind of like you a know, bit bit of a weirdo and everything else, his dad thinks it's a good idea of his first contact. So he's put in charge of talking to this girl. And as soon as this, they make this girl this thing starts growing out of her eyes, and I don't know what it is. And the story is him talking to this girl as slowly, you know, things start to go terribly wrong in the science fiction tradition. So,
0: yeah. I I don't think that somebody looking like that is going to be a fun time. (laughs) 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 Look at that. we got some fresh bed needle in this book. So there we go. I I Mm. love it. I mean, look at the covers, though, dude. Whoa. Oh, thanks. Thank you. I mean, is each cover a different artist?
1: No, this is this is actually Andrew Morris who's done these covers. He's the guy that's the main artist for the for the core story, cool. and he's just a, again, you know, he's just one of these advertising people who's been locked in a basement for years, yeah. and uh, he's just, he's just a phenomenal artist. So I'm very lucky to have him working on this. And yeah, he's when this com- when hopefully this comic one day becomes a hit, then he'll be a huge comic book artist. That's my uh, that's my kind of uh, sort of side quest for the next ten years is to get getting the attention that he deserves because he's just a he's phenomenal
0: excellent that's that's what you do you know help one another and you're all gonna uh, are gonna eat and succeed and check it out so this is for that that arcs proxy man that spin off number one but we also yeah. have access to get, the, get get the og story behind it as well Exactly. i mean, exactly. I mean offering here a, a, a wonderful campaign and folks here you know I, I, it's a it's, a, it's it's about one pound or $2 American. It says over here because, you know, mm-hmm. our, our money is just losing value every day. <laughs> and you, you can start for about $10 with the digital 44 pages of a very <laughs> beautiful looking book. Trust you me, you get the special edition for about 13 American. That's 48 pages in that bad boy. And it keeps going. I mean, what is this? This is a printed color physical at 20 44 pages, folks, right? 44 pages, keep that in mind of original, independent, beautiful artwork. I mean, again, and then he has his plan, estimated delivery going on for March. You got two items included, plus optional add ons. I mean, homie's doing it. The special edition, what wasn't the special edition? What makes this different?
1: Uh, it's only, it's only a few pounds more, so probably three dollars more or something, two 2.5 yep. $2 dollars more. It's uh, it's just got like you know. It's got some behind-the-scenes stuff. It's got some sketches from myself before we started. It's got some sketches of Eric. It's gonna have at the moment I'll have about three pages of extra stuff. So there's kind of a lot of elements of this of this story which are different to the to the, to the main story. So there's kind of just like lore and science. So one of the things I'm really proud of with the main book is I've sort of done like a compendium at the end of the volume one, which is all about the science in the features in the story that's just too hard to traumatized into the story so it's just i've just created like a little lore section at the end i and, love it
0: uh, hawkins does that with his book sometimes the mind management book separate. no it's a mind, oh, i'm sorry with another hmm. book that he did and, and he would put behind it you know the science behind what he's talking about yeah yeah because he's an actual he's an actual physicist of some joint so it, it's like, yeah. re- like really nerdy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good in a good way in yeah. a good way
1: yeah, no, it's, it's pretty intense. I mean, like my my mother in law once read it. And looked to me like I was a bit crazy because it was.
0: You know, so <laughs> she, she looked at her door and said, "Wait a minute, are you sure you're safe?
1: <laughs> And I, yeah. So it's pretty intense, but it's quite interesting as well. It's got like you know. It's, a lot of interesting science and things that are just, you know, impossible to put in the story. You, so
0: you, you you were talking a lot of smack. You're telling me, oh, look at my book, you know, I like competitive. look, look at this page. This what wow, this could stand next to yeah. any big two premier, you know, book out here in the mm-hmm. States. you crazy. This is gorgeous.
1: Yeah. Eric that. Owen, he's, he's incredible. He's, you know, he does a lot of stuff for DC. I just, I, honestly like i i contacted like at the beginning of last year i was thinking about doing this book and i thought god i've got to find a new artist that's difficult and so i approached a few people didn't really have high hopes i'd get any of them and then eric was one of these people i thought this guy's never going to be free or available to do it by the end him anyway i just and i was literally at the point of sort of kind of shelving it for a bit and then he just came back to me one day i went yeah i'll do it And i was like excuse me what what (laughs) you ran to that
0: self pulled out to join it can we get on a call
1: yeah no and he's 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 i just he's a legend he's great easy so easy to work with i mean look at uh, his pages we're just absolutely we can't he's only done five pages it's going to be it's going to be 40 by the end so it's i just can't i can't wait to see what he comes up with so yeah why are we talking about a map of planet death yeah so this is quite cool this is so in the planet the Proximan story, they are on a planet called Proxima b, which is our nearest exoplanet that they think might be habitable, and it's what scientists call an eyeball planet, which means it's tidally locked to its star, so it never it doesn't rotate. So one side of it is like a blinding ocean that faces the sun. There's this tiny little like habitable band of like like land around the edge. And then the rest is ice. And in the story, the characters live in this tiny little band of habitable land. Really, and, like, like, uh, they, they live like on the equator of the world, coolie? Yeah. Really? round the like round the. It's kind of slightly different. It's like round the rim of the, well, the around the round uh, the like circumference, or uh, yeah, dying, I can't forget around the circumference <laughs> think, of the planet. They sort yeah, of yeah. Let's like, not
0: do math, bro. This is a comic book show. We <laughs> don't
1: <have to> <laughs> so uh yes, yeah, so they live in this weird planet, and then. Basically, if they walk 100 miles in any direction, the radiation kills them. So they have this tiny little area where they can survive. And the story beyond this one, obviously, this is the first issue, and there'll be potentially be five, is that Odd, the main character, has to walk around this planet on his own. Around? Yeah, around around this little habitable section of land. And it's going to be like, it's just going to be an absolutely phenomenal story. It's going to be like Lord of the Rings, in space, in, you know, in a different place, it's going to be. There's, there's, I can safely say, hand on my heart, there is no comic or film that's been made that's going to even touch what we're going to go into with this book. It's going I'm to be, fun.
0: And, and with this type of artwork that's going to be in those pages, mm. heck, yeah, folks. I mean, look, folks, you're going to get all the pet pledges with rewards and all. Rain. Make mm. it rain, folks. Make it rain. Look at all this stuff. Mm. Look at this super package here. Oh, man. What? Mm. What? This, that could change science fiction. Yes. let's let's do it. If my mm. man over here, let, let's let's support this. That way we could be part of history, too. When we wind up getting compressed in a couple of years by AI. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at these paid, bro. I, 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 I'm really impressed. This, this is a, oh. a, a very
1: beautiful-looking project. Very impressed. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that's issue four. This is the one, that's issue three. And you can get issue threes in the volume one, which is the first book, first graphic novel. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the, one of the, the you, know, you asked earlier on about the challenges. One of the challenges in this story is that because this, there is no, there's no story like it. I have to kind of put the cliches into this story. Okay. Because if it's I just too- try to tell it, it'd be too, it'd be too weird. It'd be too, you know like the first two episodes they're running around naked and like people like one of the things i was like a bit kind of like i didn't completely understand just how smutty the comic book world was when i started off and i started showing people my science fiction comic where people are naked they were like oh yeah oh yeah it's like no no it's i'm approved i don't it's not sexy it's just they're naked because it's adam and eve and they're like but you know it's kind of it's kind of tricky
0: well, oh you no! Know, definitely, anytime you know, n- nerds see a boob and it's a rap You know what I mean? That is what it is. <laughs> yeah. you know, they can't help it. They are stuck. They are stuck in the basement like your poor old guy over there. You know what I mean? This is why he's drawing those amazing bodies. Look at you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, but look at here. Yeah, I mean, look at that. Look at the faces. Everything. This seat yeah. right here. The the splash. The buzz of the wow. Mm. I mean, the detail. Hey, they see you see, folks. Yep. They protect you. It's covered. All right.
1: Yeah. It's is it covered. covered in the? Is it covered in the book or not? No, it's not covered in the book. Yeah, but wrong. it's not. Uh, there's like I think there's only two frames in it that I would qualify as being sexy. The okay. rest is all just muddy and dirty and not, you know. So it's all kind of, yeah. Damn it. Oh then
0: <laughs> Somebody hit the wrong spot. Mm. What a great looking book! All right, and folks, listen. We have time. You guys have time because look, look, look at all the goodies. All right. I'm, I'm showing off the link throughout the program. It's right mm-hmm. there below. It's in the show notes. You guys do not have an excuse to not support this gorgeous looking project. Mm-hmm. All right. Both editions sign are like, dude, are you doing any conventions out there where you're at? Where where, where we could yeah. pick up these books in person?
1: Yeah, we're doing Glasgow this weekend. Oh, this uh, weekend? Glasgow. Oh, shit. Woo! Yeah, we're Glasgow Comic Con at the SEC in Glasgow. Uh, we've just got into the London MCM Comic Con, the big one, which we've never yeah, got into yes, before. Nice. Like, we've applied, like, four or five times and never got in. This is the first time we've got in, so that's at the end of October. And then we're doing Thought Bubble, which is, like, the UK's kind of Yes, San Diego. Like, nice, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, it's not San Diego's or all. This is, like, quite intimate, lovely... Comic Con, but it's uh Yeah, i
0: not thought that. bubble. You're probably gonna meet Johnny Hughes there. You know, he yeah. goes to that one. So I'm gonna make sure that he, he, he swings by your booth, the machine yeah. and gives you a yeah. hello.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it'd be nice to see Johnny. He was lovely when I spoke to him. Yeah. So we've got three this year. This is I think this is as many as I've ever done, just in the next couple of months. So it's gonna be quite Absolutely. busy. Is
0: this the first year as well you've done any or have you had prior experience?
1: No, I did I did two last year and I did one the year before. So I've done three in total, I think. Yeah, three in the next two months or three months.
0: Okay, so you know, and the time you're doing this, have you seen a change in reception of the books, or rather, even that you've built a
1: fan base that returns to your booth every time? Yeah, we had, we had a few times last time, last year, when we were at Thought Bubble where people came over who'd bought the book the previous year and they bought the, the new book, and that was lovely because. It's you know, like I said to you earlier on, it's a very solitary business. So you don't actually get a lot of time to even talk to people. So when people actually like just come over to you and say, oh, "I like the last book," that's lovely. It's really nice. So yeah, it's and also like it's people have been great because you know COVID and everything. We when we, the first you know con I did, I had to wear a mask. You know, so it's kind of that was that was difficult because like you know, like you're trying to meet people and you know, and it's like
0: you're mumbling and shit
1: yeah yeah exactly so so it's yeah it's been great i can't really speak to how it was before covid but all i'll say is that you know it's been amazing so far so
0: it's only gonna get better you're doing some amazing shows that comic crew supports as well out there so i'm I'm happy and again you're definitely going to be running into johnny and possibly my other mate from asap imagination you know hades paul hayden he does those those Mm -hmm. cons i think I believe he was supposed to go and visit the MCM. I, I, I'll ask him. You know, I think he'll just say hello to you. I think you guys should talk. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, love to.
0: Yeah, hey, he's a publisher, you know, out there doing his oh, thing. So that you know, wow, idea speaking. You know what I mean? But for real yeah. folks, you know, you got to support this. Hey, look at this Cradle locations and all. this is what you were talking about? Look at this globe mm-hmm. right
1: here. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I so this is all the,
1: this is the section at the back of the book of the volume one, which is all about the the process because a lot of the time because the idea is so weird like you know you have to really show that you've thought about it i have i you know really thought about it to death kind of this is a book that's all about
0: are you one of those that sleeps with a, be- a pen and pad by your bed and you wake up in the middle of the night and write some gibberish that you try to figure out in the morning
1: <laughs> no 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 pencil and pad but i've got a google doc that looks like a serial killer's mal- manifesto <laughs> it's <just> absolutely <laughs> yeah you know, it's just got absolutely madness all over it yeah
0: Hey, man, that madness creates magic. You know what I mean? So well, there you go, folks. You know, we're talking to the writer, the producer right now over here, Mr. Rory Collins. He has a team. Eric Owen, Natalie Mala, Andrew Morris, Jeremiah Lambert, Holly Cameron. Look, look at this. What a team you've built, I mean. Have you, have you seen any of these teams in person or are, these, or are these like partly remote or what?
1: Oh, no. I know. Every, I, well, I've never met Jeremiah or Eric in person, because they're both in the States. Jeremiah's in Peoria and near Chicago, I think, and Eric's in San Diego. I would love to meet them. But Natalie, Holly, and Andrew are all based in London, so we're there, kind of.
0: So the I want to tell people. you right now that, you, that your guy, your person from Chicago, don't let them lie to you that their <laughs> pizza is the best. It's not. New York is <laughs> the best pizza, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't let them lie to you. Okay. <laughs> Tell them Mega said that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm starting a war over here. Let's go. But, folks, <laughs> I mean, is awesome. You've seen this beautiful project. I mean, it, it's there. This is it, baby. Look at this. 218 backers. You know, American dollars. He's only $3 away from eight racks. All right? He's about to double his goal. Amazing. And uh, 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 this is a relatively new creator still. You know what I mean? So... It's wonderful to see you do what you're doing, learning, progressing, and creating such wonderful stories for us. You're not crazy, bro. I'm digging it. I like my <laughs> Spotify too. Don't you worry. So, you know, we yes. talked about what shows you're going to do, which is great. So, folks, you heard them. Let me, you know, send me over an email with where you're going so I can add it to the notes in case anybody wants to see you. If you have a book mm-hmm. number, we'll share that with the fans. And lastly, Rory, you know, on this, on this mission you've been on, you've obviously had successful campaigns since you started. I mean, what's the secret sauce? Any advice you want to give up-and-coming creators that are on the journey like you? Hire a PR agency.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you've got a, you've got you've got some like you know inheritance or some money under a mattress or something, you know, just hire a PR person to help you navigate that first bit because you know, first time we did it, we were sort of you know just doing research and finding bloggers and people who we thought might be interested, and in. I think we did okay, but you know, it's just. a You know, it's like you said, ecosystem, you know, if you don't know people that know people, then you're just going to be sort of, as they say in the UK, outside the tent, pissing in. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. uh, So, yeah. But I think that that is the big key. Yeah. Yeah. That is the big key in the
0: independent community. You have to network, you know, with fellow creators, agencies, publishers of all types, because you never know the relationships that you could build. You just never know. Exactly. 100%. You know, so with yeah. that, Rory, I, I appreciate the crap out of you taking time out of your schedule because I know you're oh, doing just, this, this yeah. tour, the Rory Collins World Tour on, on the podcast verse, all from his home. <laughs> I mean, but he's kicking ass. Like I said, I've been seeing you around. So this guy's a great example, folks, an independent creator that, you know, gets himself out there and make sure he sells the product. This is why it funded. Why? Because he puts himself out there. So, so you creators that are out there that like, woe is me, stop woe is you and start doing it. Don't try. Do, do, do. All right?
1: Dude.
0: All right? So thank you, Rory. Thank you, my fellow yeah, crusaders so for tuning in. You know what it is? Subscribe. Show the love. Follow Rory. I've been showing it off over, over here. Look, I, I forgot to mention Rory on social. On X mm. is Clicky W. And on mm. Instagram is Clicky Sprout Wife. And, of course, on the website, Clickysproutwife.com. Mm. Links are below. Check it out. You'll be thoroughly entertained. Hasta must love me, gente. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.